Ipswich is a unique town. It's uh, one of the oldest in Brisbane. It was going to be the capital at one stage of Queensland. That's right. It, it uh, has a catacomb of, of coal mining tunnels. It has a lot of toxic waste. Uh, it, it's, it's really quite a, a puzzle because it's also quite a nice community. It's got a nice feel about it. There's, unlike Brisbane, where they knocked down all the old buildings, Ipswich still has some. Now, what are the issues relating to that uh, in the, you know, what are they doing with the centre of Ipswich now? Yeah, so so you're right. Ipswich does have a lot of cultural heritage still, um, and that's both in the, you know, the colonial um, cultural heritage and Indigenous cultural heritage as well. We, there's a lot there that can still be protected. One of um, the big issues that we have, which is still potentially a big problem is the one of the Deeping Creek uh, Indigenous mission that was there. Um, and we have property developers who want to basically bulldoze a lot and turn it into a very, you know, one of these new small block um, housing estates. Now we're still working with the Indigenous community on that and we're still fighting the state government and the council um, in relation to that. Uh, you mentioned the CBD, uh, so we have a lot of cultural heritage in the CBD as well. Um, the previous council basically lost $80 million or so um, uh, in just, you know, flying around the, the world in, in private jets and, and um, consultants and all sorts of nonsense. Um, that was $80 million of ratepayer funds uh, that they lost. And... Um, uh, they still haven't been held responsible for that, but that's another issue we'll, we'll be following up on. Um, but what I would say is that you're right, there's a lot to protect in Ipswich, and Ipswich has a lot to offer. And what has happened is the state government and the council have basically um, given Ipswich a, a poor reputation. And in fact, we, you know, we've been labelled the dump capital of Australia because of the proliferation of, of waste operations in the city, and that's also something we're fighting um, at the moment. We've had some victories. Uh, we've had uh, under the administration, um, we the council have actually knocked back um, applications for expansions of current waste operations in Ipswich, and also new applications for new operations so uh we're, we're happy with that but it's one of those things you've got to keep your eye on the ball and keep the pressure on otherwise some of these dump operators will find a way to either expand or open new operations and we don't want that to happen one of the big problems for local government is uh raising revenue they can only do so via rates and of course no one wants to pay more rates um how do you overcome that problem difficult one because you know people expect a service um, and that service has to be paid for um, what I would say is that um, the council have some core jobs that they need to, to fulfill and nothing outside of that the previous council as I said before were using ratepayer funds basically to act as property developers and they were very poor um, at that as well so I I would say um, that rates should be kept to a minimum and they should be used um, and spent only um, in directly in relation to the services that council um, should provide to ratepayers. 
Um, another problem that we have in Ipswich is that um, it seems that property developers, including the, the waste operators, um, get charged minimal um, fees when they do apply for you know, new operations. And we think that the council should actually be putting more of the financial burden onto um, property developers than they are onto ratepayers. So that's something that I'd like to be looked at a little closer. I think you're running in Division 3, isn't it, in the, in the coming election? Uh, I haven't confirmed yet. I'll be confirming that in the next few days, but um, one way or the other, but it, 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 it's quite possible. One of the problems we have, Ian, is that none of the candidates that I'm aware of, not one, um, who are running, have either tackled the issue of um, corruption and misconduct in Ipswich. Um, none of them were... Um, involved in that campaign whatsoever, and none of them were involved in the campaign against the waste operations and, and the waste coming from New South Wales. Uh, these are people who, as far as we know, um, are often just party apparatchiks who were um, nominated, you know, behind closed doors to run um, in the various seats in Ipswich. But um, we have a vacuum of credible voices um, currently running, which is. The, the, the strongest reason, I think, why people are asking me to run. I've, you know, there's not a day goes by when I'm not getting phone calls, emails, texts saying, are you going to run? We need somebody credible in there, somebody who's going to keep an eye on things. Um, and that that's one of the, um, one of the um, forces that may, you know, um, drive me to, to actually running uh, in this election. In the ward that you're in, where you've lived, I believe, for a long time, and you're, as with your extended family, yeah. should the ratepayers have the right to veto these huge developments that are being put forward? Um, morally, I believe so. Um, I definitely think ratepayers or just residents in general um, should have a say on the, on the style and the character of their suburb where they live, I think they should be able to say, you know what, I've had koalas and wallabies and cockatoos here, you know, all my life, my kids have grown up with them, and we don't want you to destroy that habitat uh, and, and, and basically wipe out those populations of native animals. Uh, as to whether there is, there is a mechanism uh, legally um, that they can do that is, is a difficult question. Um, I... I referred to the CRG groups um, earlier, um, and I think the environmental CRG might be an avenue where at least we can have more influence over the type of developments that are approved or, or rejected. Thanks, Jim. Is there anything you'd like to add? Uh, no, look, I, I, um, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to speak um, uh, on the station. And I do hope that people do get out on election day and do vote for somebody um, who's a cred credible voice and somebody who will actually represent their views. Is there any other way that our listeners can help in reforming local government? What can they get involved in? Yeah, look, I would say um, join your local um, ratepayers and residents association. They are springing up in all the jurisdictions. Um, they're not often uh, known by that name. They might be called just a residence group or whatever. Um, they 
I believe that they are having a much greater influence um, on local government than they were three, four years ago. And um, I, I think at least it's a start. You know, at least you can, uh, by joining in with other people in your community, uh, you have a much better chance of being heard uh, than by just being a lone voice, you know, and, and, and um, just writing letters to, to, to the editor or writing letters to your councillor just by yourself, I think has very limited effect. Uh, but if you join in with, with your local ratepayers or action group, um, I think you have a much greater chance of being heard. Great. Thanks for that.